And now from east of the Pacific to west of parts unknown, south of Mars, north of hell, here are the smartest minds in the sport of professional wrestling. This is Brain Buster Radio. You only learn the way you are inside When life gives you the test Will you back down, turn around Or stand up with the best Brainiacs, Long Allen Ice T here, ready to talk programs with you, and we are live, acting dumb on YouTube, right after AEW's Fight for the Fallen, and we are previewing WWE's Extreme Rules. This is very, very innovative stuff, because we're live, talking to you Brainiacs, right now. As everything just happened, everything's about to happen tomorrow, it's amazing, being a wrestling fan in the 21st century. And the best part about it is you can't counter program this stuff, Brainiacs. Joining me today, Dr. Mil Calsonis on the Unos and Doses, of course. And Moose the Mark is on the internet gimmicks, fighting for the fallen. Hello, Moose the Mark. <laughs> They're more like fighting for the fallen asleep, Long Allen. This one was uh, ooh, a little less glowing than the past two AEW shows we've witnessed. But we still got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And that joke comes courtesy of Mets Man Forever, by the way. I figured, and most of the Brainiacs did, that we know that you have a personal joke writer. But it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I think you hit the nail on the head, Moose the Mark. I did love AEW's Fight for the Fallen, which is what we'll start with today, Brainiacs. But they all can't be zingers. Than someone no. famous once said, and this wasn't a zinger, but highly entertaining for the three or four hours it lasted. Yeah. First of all, let me just say, I love Saturday wrestling. Like, I'll take this over Sunday. And you know why? It was long. Yes, it's late. Yes, I'm tired. I've had too many White Claw seltzers. Ooh, but guess the, what? The devil's juice. The devil's juice. But you know what? Tomorrow's another day, and it's Sunday. No oh, work. No, nothing. We just have more wrestling to look forward to. I love Saturday wrestling. I do love White Claw Hard Seltzer, and I love AEW, but I do think tonight uh, wore out its welcome just a little bit. Uh, to, to put it in other terms, they really made a meal of this one, <laughs> and I think it could have been trimmed a little bit. Well, Joey Janela earlier this week actually tweeted out that White Claw, I think he said, is the worst thing for you, and then he ended up fighting and en- en- Enzo... Enzo of the free agents. So, <laughs> so I hope you don't end up fighting anyone at a Blink One Eighty Two concert tonight. But yeah, uh, it was um, you know there there were there were spectacular moments, but also some some really classic mess ups and in hard to watch things, hard to listen to things. Mostly, my favorite part of the whole night obviously had to be just Jim Ross calling wrestling in twenty nineteen. Oh, it yeah. is the best thing going <laughs> i can't i can't tell if he's pissed off truly interested trying to There's another D, another ddt here it's a 
Bobby DDT number nine or ten. Well, these men, their heads just must be worn out. Passive. If you love passive aggressive commentary, uh, tonight was the night for you. God damn it! How many DDTs are we gonna get? You know, it's all striking knees and elbows. Son of a bitch. Someone. How has he not put them away? How is this match still going on? Yeah, Jim Ross seems to have an issue with the stamina of today's professional wrestler. Well, let's let's run down the card though. Uh, it was the buy-in started things on as Farah and Farah presented AEW's yes. <laughs> fight for the fallen. Hey, they were having a great time. We saw Farah and Farah. Hell yeah! They rolled out all the glamour celebrities. They looked like they were having more fun than uh. That yes, that NFL yes, guy, yes, yes. Calais Campbell, yeah, him. Really, <laughs> they were having a blast. And what they only had to contribute like fifty. <laughs> how much was it? Because at the end, twenty thousand. Yeah, <laughs> they said how much each each entity contributed. <laughs> yeah. Fair and fair gave twenty thousand dollars to the to the cause. Dude. Twenty thousand dollars to get to party in the ring, ringside <laughs> with the young bucks. I'll I'll do it. Hell yeah, get real fucked up. Like at least half of the Ferris did. <laughs> Before we get to even the match, then yeah, let's bring that out. That was maybe uh, top three moment of the night when they showed all the celebrities. Wow, at- <laughs> I was really starstruck for a moment. I couldn't believe they were pulling in this kind of. Th- I mean, we all know Jacksonville's the hottest destination on the East Coast. <laughs> But man, Daly's, the caliber. Daly's Place Amphitheater is like, you know, it, it's it's like it's up the, there with the Stone Pony and CBGBs, <laughs> man. Iconic, legendary. <laughs> Who's who is there all the time? It's like going to a Laker game. <laughs> <laughs> and they showed. Uh, I we saw the owner of well everything, Shad Khan, Super Mario. Um, Farah and Farah, the people who who sponsored this event, we saw, uh, as you put it, Moose the Mark, an employee of Shad Khan, the Jacksonville Jaguar, Calais Campbell. True. Not an independent contractor of Shad Khan, an employee. No, he gets health care. And we also saw, um, uh, oh, a video game nerd. Oh, yeah, that Jabali's back or whatever. Or as JR called him, Jabroni. Uh, JR is kind of the heel commentator in AEW. Did you notice? Yeah, I mean, you know, Excalibur is like the energetic play-by-play guy. Um, that other guy is <laughs> you existing. Re- <laughs> you refuse to know Alex Marvez's name? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh, That guy's got to spend some time watching tape. You know, just stay up late at night, just talking to yourself, just commentating matches. He needs to go to he needs to go to WWE Access and and do some commentary <laughs> with uh, Michael Cole and, and Byron Saxton. His job's to be the insider. He should just have at least made up facts about everybody. I thought he did a good job of having some interesting info up in each match, but then he'd kind of run out or not know his place when to talk. He's not. I, I dislike him immensely on commentary because he's he doesn't have the the energy. He makes the Chris Charlton guy from New Japan like look like J- Jerry Lawler enthusiastic. He's yeah. 
<laughs> and especially compared to like what Golden Boy or I don't know I don't know what their name was last last. Yeah, he was time. a lot better. Yes, yeah, I the video game commenters. Yeah, they yeah. get people hype, man. That is your job. Well, it was hard to be hyped during the the buy in, but uh, they did their best. We saw the librarian take on uh, Sunny Kiss, and just what a joy it is to see Sunny Kiss in action. A nitro, He's doing a great job. A nitro girl entrance. Do you enjoy the librarians being together? I like the shh gimmick. That's fun. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't watch Being the Elite. I don't know this whole deal. I remember Leva Bates being in NXT as blue pants. It seems like a million years ago. Yeah. And it doesn't really do it for me, but I feel like now they actually have heel heat, which they didn't have before. I don't know if they were trying. I think they were supposed to, like, like them before and now they're heels so i don't know i'm fine with it solid book and, and great show and by both uh pretty peter avalon and sunny kiss that's a great buy-in match and then what was an okay buy-in match could have been a lot better but i think unfortunately this match fell victim to a concussion or something because dr Britt baker dmd got walloped early on and she wasn't right the whole way through she teamed up with riho take on the the tiny human kaiju Shoko Nakajima and the debuting B Priestley uh, in a in a tag team match that had all kinds of uh, uh, making chicken salad out of chicken shit going on. Yeah, I think the dentist might have been a little hopped up on nitrous oxide or something. She was like Steve Martin in Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> she was all over the place and at one point tried to tag in the wrong partner. Yes, the wrong, the wrong tiny Japanese woman. Um, yeah, let's, I, look, not, I, let's not call uh, for everybody, all the your friends on Reddit calling Britt Baker racist for that. She was knocked in the head, and no, I, I, I don't know I, where she I, I don't apply that at all. Yeah, because yeah. dude, it's not like she's ever teamed or wrestled. It's not like she's ever teamed with or wrestled any of these women before. She probably met all three of them it, like two hours before that match for the first time. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, just in terms of the match, I mean, look at look at the common denominator here. J- you know, Riho, Japan, B. Priestley, Japan. Um, what was the kaiju? Shoko Nakajima, name? who got the pin. Shoko Nakajima, Japan, obviously. Britt Baker, does she have extensive experience in Japan? I don't know. No. I doesn't seem so. No. I think I've seen Shoko Nakajima wandering Pittsburgh uh, during Furry Week, but she was impressive at times. Riho was the star of the match. Uh, two shows in a row for Riho, uh, Rio. but, but awesome. uh, she's got a long way to go up the women's card because we're going to get to some giants that are taking up the big spots for the ladies. On the main card, we started things off at, at Fight for the Fallen with uh, a, a, a match that was booked almost last minute, kind of last minute, uh, a six-man that I think had the, one of the baddest-ass trios ever assembled in Joey Janela. Jimmy fucking Havoc, and that kid's one hell of an athlete, Darby Allen. Take, <laughs> take, it, take it on MJF, Sean Spears, and uh, Sammy Guevara. I, I love JR's uh, uh, infatuation with Darby Allen. Oh, this kid, I mean, Kurt Cobain, two <laughs> words. The grunge movement, no respect for his body, but for his art. <laughs> He's in. His kid's a skateboarder. Wrist tick doesn't feel no pain. How the hell's he kicking out of it? 
Oh. <laughs> but everybody got their shit in in this match. It was fucking awesome. Uh, Sammy Guevara would look like a Superman at times. Jimmy Havoc is great. Looked great even. Uh, who took the pin? I'm trying to remember. Um, Sean Spears got Darby Allen. Darby Allen oh, ate yeah. the pin. Darby Allen. A lot. Jr. is really pissed about. You know, I don't know if you listen to his podcast. Uh, Darby Allen had a. He thought a coming out party against Cody Rhodes at Fighter Fest, but uh, the chair shot uh, from Sean Spears stole the moment, and now nobody remembers who Darby Allen is. That's probably why yeah, he, he was putting him over so hard. Yeah, those ribs, the ribs, the ribs. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot. Uh, this is I got this, this is from Trevor Dame on Twitter who pointed out, but you know you've got your top guys, your young bucks and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho and whatnot. But what's really great is all elite wrestling has really also solidified like an upper mid card that is very over like people were going nuts for Darby Allen and they'd never even heard of him until last week when he had a crazy good match against Cody Rhodes and now he's like a solid upper mid card MJF you know uh, Joey Janela Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus they have people who are extremely over in like their upper mid card lower upper card you know what I'm saying like it, they've done a great job it's hard. It's yeah. It's it's you, they're just giving them the spotlight, and those guys are going to go out and do it because they are f- super duper talented. AEW's got is stacked in that in that in the talent department in that part of the card, like you said. And Jr. recognizes it. That's why you'll hear him screaming about it the whole time. He's like Tony Hawk and Kurt Cobain, and Joey Janelle's the coolest. He's so cool. Doesn't care about his body. Oh my! And they love it, and he loves it, and you should love it because these guys are all putting their bodies on the line and uh, stepping into this spotlight for the first time and just fucking killing it some more than others. And I think the two more than anybody we're going to talk about in that tag match coming up. But the next match was Brandy Rhodes taking on Allie one-on-one. But wait, Awesome Kong came out and Allie was pissed and Brandy won the match. And they did this wholesale job about Brandy I had to believe this was fake when I first saw it. I, I know you don't watch the preview shows, but the preview show for this, for fight, the Road to Fight to the Fallen, actually had a whole episode of Brandy crying, saying how she used to figure skate, but she'd always clam up when it was a big, t- big figure skate meet, and she would. She was great when it didn't count, but when it counted, she was just terrible. And she's like, "I feel yeah. the same way with wrestling," and she was crying. And then the next episode was Allie saying. You know, I, I understand that. I just want to go out and have a great match with you. So I, I, I'm sorry I didn't know where you were coming from. She totally swerved her moose the mark. It was a deep, a deep fake. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. You know, for all for all that AEW is doing differently than WWE, they really are positioning Brandy as like the Stephanie McMahon who, you know, in, in pre-tapes and packages and PR is like, the ultra competent, great businesswoman who cares so much, but then in the ring, she's the dastardly heel who's, you know, cheating to win matches and bringing in enforcers and whatnot. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know? Yeah, it's, that's, she, that was great. I'd much rather see that than Brandy try to, you know, put on a Kenny Omega Shima match with Allie. And then awesome, yeah. awesome Kong was squared up though with Aja Kong and looks like, 
they I mean hopefully it gets booked for all out we get a dream Kong versus Kong match a whole year before Godzilla versus King Kong yeah call it a Skull Island rules match yeah hell yeah can Shoko Nakajima be a part of it as well can she- <laughs> just a guest appearance and who, who? Oh, what was her favorite kaiju? By the way, Alex Marvez did have a great line. Anguirus. Yes, Anguirus. Isn't that Godzilla's yeah. first foe? Uh, yes. And Godzilla raids again. As a matter of fact, We're, we can nerd out. This is also God, it's a Godzilla podcast. All of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> God damn it! I want to talk like Jr. All episode. Brainiacs. Tweet it. Read it. Tot it. Shout it. Be all about it. At the Brain Busters on Instagram, Instagram Junior, Twitter, and Facebook. Send us your videos of you talking like JR calling AEW. It's my favorite thing in the world. And I really enjoyed, I think most of all, all night long, JR calling the triple threat tag team match just absolutely. What, what's a cool way of, of talking about masturbation on the internet? Do they still say fapping? Uh, Wank, I believe it's it? kind of. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. I'm a, I haven't I haven't talked about that on the internet in a very long time. Well, he he, good old Jr. was was he was just smitten, gushing, jerking himself under the desk, and I don't blame him about Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jungle Boy Jack. <laughs> he loves him and how can you not but i don't think he gave enough love to luchasaurus and i don't even know if he said his name i think he kept calling him and evil uno the masked men <laughs> <laughs> um i yeah it's which is weird because you think a six foot five giant guy uh would i think you know what he, he was in love with luchasaurus but you know, to continue this like hard penis analogy, the second he saw the six foot five giant do a standing moonsault, I think uh, you know, I, th- I think the wind went out of JR's sails. Let's put it that way. Somebody slap a goddamn hold on somebody in this one. Uh, the Dark Order also was revealed to be from Canada instead of parts unknown. <laughs> Was, I don't know. I think the cool. Everyone shits on the Dark Order. I well, think I, it's cool. Oh, I, I love like the Dark creepers. Order. Oh, I love Creepers. Yeah, they're phenomenal wrestlers. Yeah. Like, their gimmick is a little silly. It's not that Southern style wins and losses Tony Khan stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I like it. It works. They're, they're, at least their moves are still named after video game shit. Yep. And he's still, uh, Stu did yell, get over here. And they got they got it all in, and I love the cre- I love human furniture. I yes. mean, nobody's done human furniture right since Dalton Castle. The Dark Order is doing it right. I'm all I'm all in on the Dark Order for all that out. Evil, that evil Uno is a hell of a promo. If these guys were on Lucha Underground, that they'd still be around. And you, can I just say this? Did you know Moose the Mark? I don't know if you heard during the match, but the winner of that match gets a shot at the best friends for a chance at a buy. In the AEW Tag Team Tournament. The championship committee has granted us reason and logic behind uh, tag team uh, championship booking. Uh, I'd love to know, you know, who's on that championship committee. I understand they're not a publicly traded company right now. They're not, you know, beholden to to make us privy to such information. But I would like to see who is on that championship committee. And oh, to be a fly on the wall at one of those meetings. Uh, do you think? Do you think Shad Khan's on the championship committee? Oh, absolutely. Do you think both Farah brothers are on the championship committee? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Marco Stunt was also a part of this match. A boy and his dinosaur now has a, his best friend, uh, Chucky Finster, coming out to the ring with him as well. They're very fun. Uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy can't get enough of them. I love the question mark kick. That's really that's the shit. How do you yeah. change your foot like that in midair? That is some good old fashioned karate. But you know, also underrated in this match, dancing like on Helico, walking to the ring. I'm a big fan of his entrance and Justin <laughs> Robert Roberts hamming up his name too. Yeah, Angelico. It's kind of crazy when like Angelico and Jack Evans were like involved in a match and like did not. They didn't really super duper steal the show. They didn't seem to be like in it that much. Jack Evans. I mean, they sold their job. I I, I feel like this match was just to like you know get this Luchasaurus kid over big time. <laughs> They yeah. were selling like hard. They 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 were selling like death for this guy. Yeah, they and it was this. This was my favorite uh, match for sure of the whole night. It was awesome because I, I love all the gimmicks. I love Jack Evans and Angelico because they are just two asshole dicks. And Helico looks like one of the characters from Midsummer. I just saw that movie. I don't know if he's all, does he do act acting work, uh, but he's not even. Wait, Swedish. Is it a movie about BMX racers? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to be dancing like on Halico the rest of the week. Uh, I think our next match after that was uh, the Hangman and Kip Sabian, if I'm not mistaken. Excuse me. Super bad Kip Sabian. Yeah, this one. I don't know, man. This one didn't do it for me. I just feel like this this Hangman Page guy, he is main eventing your biggest next show for the title. And it doesn't seem like people care too much about him. I understand he killed Joey Ryan on the the YouTube channel or whatever, but I, I don't think that's translating to his wrestling persona. I don't think it's translating to how the fans perceive him in the ring. I just don't sense that this guy is a big star. He hasn't convinced me he's a big star yet. Yeah, I could tell he isn't. You know why? Because Jim Ross doesn't talk about him the same way he talks about someone like Jungle Boy or... Yeah. Or uh, even uh, Darby Allen, uh, but also the Hangman's got it all. There's just like one thing missing. But I'm still all for him facing Jericho because who else do you want to put in that spot for yeah, all that? I, I, no, I I, I I I can't think of anyone else. I just really hoping Jericho walks away with that beautiful Bret Hart title. Well, I'm rooting um, for but, it too. Yes, but, but yeah, I don't know. This match just didn't do. It just felt like. Uh, basically, you know, it felt like a Ring of Honor main event match. You know, like this was a very Ring of Honor kind of plotting. Everyone does good moves, but just I don't know. Didn't, didn't well, didn't I, it did well. It it did something for a lot of people, I think, because we got to see Kip Sabian kiss a man on the lips during the match. Yes, yes, which was. I think should be a legendary moment that is talked about forever and ever. If that indeed was just some random fan, he he gave a smooch a peck on the lips to. That was crazy. Have you ever seen anything like that? Uh, not that I can recall offhand. No, just Kip Sabian. Just you. You used to see wrestlers punching people in the face. Gives the guy an uncomfortable kiss on the lips. I love I love super bad. He won me over in that one. Um, I I I saw some viciousness in that kid. A nice young so, lad. Breaking. You should check out Tony. Tony Khan just tweeted. Thanks to everyone who watched Fight for the Fallen. 
over a year ago, I dreamed of this staging while watching South Park. Like <laughs> the, the weird staging was was based on that South Park episode with WWE. Edge and, and yes. WWE. This is wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks quite similar. I can't believe he actually did that. I guess when you're a billionaire, you could just see shit in cartoons and say, "I'm going to spend millions of dollars to do that for real." Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you grew up with a billionaire uh, father who looked like Super Mario. And you loved wrestling as much as you love wrestling, and you had a chance to put stuff together. You'd think a little bit outside the box. You'd be influenced by some things, by some mm. shit. I mean, I just wish I wish Tony Khan was a bit as big a fan of kaiju as we are, because then he could take kaiju big battle and apply it to AEW and make it even bigger and better mm. with actual like explosions and stuff. But this isn't a Godzilla podcast. Uh, Jericho was dressed like one of the creepers and attacked Hangman Page, which I loved. And I- I've been waiting for someone to-, to swerve everybody dressed like one of the creepers. Yeah, but like, why couldn't he do that when all the creepers were out? It may- I feel like that would have made more sense. <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense. Jericho likes wearing masks and attacking people. That's his thing. He's really into it. And we'll, yeah, he does. And we'll get to see him with a live microphone later on. But we did also get another tag match. SCU took on the Lucha Bros in a hard-hitting, I think too hard-hitting of a tag match because I'm pretty sure Kaz landed ass-to-head on Phoenix. And unlike Britt Baker, Phoenix kind of bounced back and was going crazy. But you could tell the Lucha Brothers were maybe a gear slower than usual. Yeah, I, 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 I think this this is a match. We're doing some renovations here uh, at the pad. I think it was helping a Mets fan paint the bathroom during this match. I don't know why I didn't do this during the freaking ha- ha- Hangman Page match. But, I I, I mean, I you know, I, I caught parts of this match, but I didn't sit down. You know, I didn't have my stopwatch with me for this one, unfortunately. I didn't get to take down my copious written notes like I usually do. Well, just know um, this this is the match that angered good old JR the most. Really? Oh, yeah. Why what was he saying? Just think, I mean, how many goddamn DDTs have been there oh, been? Yeah. How I, many I got that. Everybody's kicking out of everything. He was very angry. It's just gonna be the biggest and best move that wins this one, folks. He actually <laughs> he, he actually said that. Which is the maybe the line maybe the line of the night. Oh, uh, and, and afterwards, uh, the Lucha Bros climbed a uh, ladder, spoke in some Spanglish, challenged the Young Bucks to a ladder match at All Out. But I have a question, Moose the Mark. What do you hang if there's no tag titles in a ladder match at All Out? Um, Dude, giant poker chip. Oh, that's cool. Just like a, uh, yeah, or a, or a, a an ace of spades would be cool. Yeah, a card, maybe a briefcase. I don't know. Yeah, Works good. for me. I again, I I can't wait to hear good old Jr. explain that on his podcast, or <laughs> or he'll he'll shit on it. He the good thing about good old Jr. It's, he's my favorite part of AEW right now. <laughs> oh yeah, he's it's just it's fascinating. It's. It doesn't feel like he should be there, but I'm so happy he is. Um, and uh, after that, yeah, so that match was made, and then we get Chris Jericho live microphone, I believe, was after that. Um, 
and uh, he just poor the city of Jacksonville. He called them um, Jerksonville. Oh my, vicious, vicious. And then he called them Jack Offsonville, I think, which was even worse. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, you know, I mean, if anyone can get someone over, it's Chris Jericho, and he did a he did his dandest to again try to get us to care about this this hangman page kid. He's a hungry young kid, only twenty seven, and everybody was going crazy for him. Yeah, I mean, no, he, dude. I mean, that's why they pay him the big bucks. What about you know? the shiner that the hangman had? Yeah, he busted his eyebrow right open with like one hit. This is all three, all three AEW uh, shows have now had like bad hardway blood. I'm looking at Hangman Page's blood on my hand right now. It's still here. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was that was gruesome because his eye was all swollen. That's yeah. Jr. was laughing about. He's not gonna look pretty in a few days. <laughs> um, I like how Joey Janela was a peacekeeper in that segment as well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like seeing the bad boy uh, as you know, um, you know, one of the guys that pours out the back. We need you know in a scrum. You know, I, I know it's not it's not as bad as you know. <laughs> someone has a match and then 8 million geeks come out for the 24-7 title or whatever. But, you know, the conga line. It would have been, but, gr- it would have been great if randomly EC3 was just standing there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, no, I think, again, I think Joey Janela is one of those guys, you know, he's a tastemaker. Obviously, he's changed my life when it comes to white, my alcoholic beverage choices. Um, is that low and, calorie? White Clover? It's like a hundred calories. I can't do that. Which is pretty much what a Miller Lite is. I don't know. It's you know what really changed it for me. This is kind of an aside. I was at Seven Eleven like three times on three different days, and every single time there was a man ahead of me in line buying pounders Ooh. of White Claw Seltzer. God and I'm damn. like, why? Well, it's arrived, you know? God damn. Well, I am looking for a new WrestleMania beverage because I'll tell you what—it won't be next year. It will not be Natty Roosh and 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 proper twelve whiskey because that kind of didn't ruin WrestleMania, but it was rough. Uh, the next after Jericho and Hangman Page gets split up by the Bad Boy and friends, uh, we get Shima versus Kenny Omega. A, a, a once a, a once in a lifetime match. Two guys whose careers have been parallel. Jr. As Excalibur said a hundred times, and they finally meet the and, and Alex Marvez said China would be embarrassed if Shima lost the match, and then Excalibur quickly told him, "Well, uh, that's a little bit stronger, uh, too strong of a word." <laughs> embarrassed? I don't know. It's Kenny Omega, dude. But in one word, can you just one word that that explains this match to to anybody who missed it? One word only. Um. Because I know, I, there you should know the word. This word, this this match was defined by one word. Strikes. No, I don't know. It's a, what it's is a, it? It's a maneuver. I'll tell you that. I don't know what is it, Long Island. Meteora. Oh, meteora. Yes. Okay. Okay. You're right. I remember the meteoras. <laughs> yes, the one on that butcher's block table. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was rough. 
That was the yeah. worst. Actually, the worst one was the one from behind jumping in the middle of the ring. Ouch. Yeah. Have you seen a move spam that much ever? I don't think the Young Bucks have thrown that many super kicks in a match. <laughs> no, it was a good match. I mean, it was it was it was interesting. It was very long. It was you know this was a thirty minute time limit. Which I, you know this was like our first thirty minute time limit match of the night. They started off a little slower. Uh, took the crowd a little bit to get into this one. Um, but no, it was a great Kenny Omega match. You know, uh, it's still weird to me, man, how Kenny Omega is is you know. Why isn't he going after the, no John Moxley mentions or appearances, like hardly anything? And he's just facing Shima because Shima's there. You know, not that I not that I mind that, but there's, you know, a lot of these matches on this fight for the fallen just don't really have too much build. I know that's kind of impossible because it's, you know, their third show ever, but you have had two shows to build something up. And just throwing Kenny in with Shima just because they're two studs who can go. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm all for it, but you know, I hope when they get TV, uh, they'll you know they'll won't have to rely on these. Just sort of, we had these two great guys. So let's put them together. Yeah, the that's the, the peril of you know just being a streaming show with no weekly television to move things along, and you you have piecemealed YouTube channels that you don't really know which one you have to keep track of. You kind of have to watch them all. Really, I find to go into the these shows with a complete sense of what's going on in AEW. But overall, even if you don't watch them, but you can enjoy it like Moose the Mark. But yeah, this match felt on paper like it was put together. But then they explained pretty good uh, story that, you know, these guys are, they both respect one another. They emulate uh, one another in terms of their journeymen. And they, they've made big names internationally. And they're finally going at it, even though they're the contemporaries. And that was exciting. But my question here was, Going into it, the big thing for the announcers was Kenny Omega hadn't won a match in AEW yet. I think it would have been kind of neat to see Kenny Omega go winless into All Out or maybe even all the way till TV on TNT. Yeah, he won at the last pay-per-view. Kenny Omega? It wasn't a a singles match. No, no. Yeah, he won the the, the six-man with the Bucks. Yeah, I don't know. One loss does not a winless streak make. Yeah, I know. It would, yeah. It, it it could have been a a neat thing, I think. So, but you can't have Kenny Omega losing all that much, I guess. Yeah, because again, like he is, he I don't know, man. He is not feeling like the top star right now. I, I think I think a lot of it has been just you know he needs that Kazuchiko Kata, man. He needs that. Uh, he needs just like oh well. Him and Moxley will. Him and Moxley will steal the show at all. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna, that's the match to look forward to, the the dream match of 2019. I would say uh, Goldberg and Undertaker. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe not. <laughs> um, the final match was uh, the Bucks versus the Brotherhood, and. It was, you know, great tag match back and forth. I'm, I love how many times Dave Meltzer was referenced in the match. I'm sure you were, <laughs> you love that Moose the Mark. It, it's like Dave Meltzer's five star rating system is the official rating system of AEW. It's so yeah, respected by the announcers. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty wild. 
It's, it's more respected by AEW than it is by Dave Meltzer himself. <laughs> it is. Uh, so the, the match was great, and we could break it all down, but I want to ask you about the end, because I thought we were going to get like a retirement thing for the natural, but instead of Dustin getting the spotlight, it was kind of a real awkward transition into a big fake check being presented to people. Yeah, I don't know what was going on, because like during the match, the Bucks were like, oh man, should we really hit Cody? You know, like we're, we're business partners. Or whatever, you know, when they double super kicked him to the back of the head. And then after the match, I thought, okay, well, is Cody going to turn on Dustin? Are the Young Bucks going to turn on Cody? Is something going to happen? And then with 15 minutes left till the top of the hour, they said they were running out of time at like 1135. So I don't know if their paper, if their BR live contract said, no, this, this is stopping at 1143 or whatever. But they acted like they were running out of time. So then they had most people from the back come out and then talk about what they donated and then present a big check that didn't get broken over anyone's head. It didn't get suplexed or, or elbow dropped or anything. It was just a check that that is going to be responsibly sourced to victims of gun violence. And that's, that's great. Happy about that, that for great. sure. That's really important. And uh, actually, if you watch the pre-show, the Fair and Farrah guys weren't drunk in the pre-show, and they actually said some good stuff about how the people need to take this issue on themselves, not rely on their politicians or anybody to save us from it. We got to save ourselves. I love that. But also, I love the fact that we got to see Shad Khan, who looks like Super Mario, stand next to Luchasaurus, who looks like <laughs> King Koopa. That was oh so cool. Um, but yeah, then Kenny Omega had to awkwardly not say his catchphrase the right way at the end. Uh, good night. Yeah, like, boing, boing. swing. <laughs> That's very, well, classy and very uh, aware of everybody. I like that. But what I didn't like was we didn't even get a sign off from good old JR, the star of the show. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, no, I mean, did, did, you know, is Tony Schiavone signed so anywhere right now? Do we know? He does MLW, I believe, but he <laughs> was a part need... of this. He was a part of the the pre-match uh, package video for him and Jake the Snake were hyping up the tag match for the main event. Well, yeah, yeah well, good. Then they have a working relationship. I think they need him instead of this Marvez guy. Imagine if Tony says, we got to go, folks. <laughs> we are out of time. Yeah. On BR Live. Yeah, you know, you know, it's a big deal to be on BR Live and fight international. <laughs> you know, I heard next time they're actually going to have to pay to watch this. <laughs> It'll be worth every penny, though. All Out's card is the shit. I just can't wait to see what they're going to have Joey Janela doing. Like we said, the, the big takeaway from Fight for the Fallen I think you said Kenny Omega doesn't feel like the biggest star. I half-ass goddamn near think Joey Janela is the biggest star in AEW. I mean, <laughs> I think it's Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, to be quite honest with you. It is. I, I would put those three at the top for sure of people who are, got the best reaction. Now, and you know, worldwide, in the casuals, they don't know about a boy and his dinosaur and the bad boy yet. But when they do, when they get to TNT, if Joey Janela lives until they get to T on T- TNT, Moose the Mark, who do you anticipate kind of blowing up in front of a national audience that way? 
Um, I mean, I do. I do see a Joey Janela. I do see a Luchasaurus, Darby Allen, just guys with good looks. I, I, I don't know if I just don't pay attention to what he says enough. Like, I, I, I know everyone loves MJF. I think, I think he's cool. But like I, I, I just I'm not paying close enough attention to be like as blown away by him as everyone else is. He's I, yeah, you do have to, he yeah he is a, a he's a details guy. He says things that'll crack you up for days. But the thing is, he would have been probably more effective in the '80s doing that. But now he's kind of he's not a good guy, but he's one of the most entertaining guys. Even though he's a big dickhead, rich asshole. One of his great MLW promos, he's wearing Vineyard Vines, and he cut a fake commercial for it. And he said, Vineyard Vines, you can't wear it if you're poor. And was, that's like my favorite line ever. Um, fight for the fall, though. Didn't get a sign-off, but they're back on pay-per-view on August 31st, which it should be a national, no, international holiday for professional wrestling, Moose the Mark. What a day it's going to be to close out August. I know, I'm I'm very excited, Long Allen. I'm going to be back from San Diego. God's in his heaven. All's right with the world. Um, can't wait for it. Sincerely. Yep, and you can't counter-program it uh, because the love in AEW, but you can put on other shows, and the WWE did. I have to go watch the Evolve 10th year anniversary now into the wee hours of the morning. But before we get out of here, Moose the Mark, I do want your quick Extreme Rules preview. We're not going to go over every god dang match on the card, but uh, overall, what are you thinking about the build? Which matches stand out? Uh, well, I don't think I've watched WWE in like four weeks. Maybe <laughs> maybe two months. I genuinely... Why would I watch the show? Why would I watch the show? Now, I haven't watched it sometime. I've been reading reviews, but listening you, to recaps. Yeah, you're watching it on on within a GIF form, and you're reading about it on Reddit, like most people do. Yeah, oh no, I tell you what, I did watch the first half hour of Raw last week. Last week, holy shit, the chemistry, <laughs> guys! These guys have just great chemistry, don't they, Byron, or whoever <laughs> the fuck he talks to? Oh no, no. But if, but if Becky loses the title, then Seth's gonna be mad at Becky, and they might break up. <laughs> I forgot who was tweeting it out during the show, but just kept, I think it was comedian Marty DeRosa just kept tweeting, teenagers, teenagers, watch Raw, teens. It is like a CW show, and it makes me sick whenever I see Seth and Becky on my TV. And then they were at the ESPYs, and the big dog won the award. Congratulations to the big dog at the ESPYs. Whatever the I know, fucking SB is. <laughs> um, what was this? What was the competition <laughs> for the SBs? Yeah, for the best WWE moment. <laughs> yes, not the best wrestling moment. The yeah. best WWE moment. <laughs> that's like making that's like making an Oscar for best Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's so outrageous. <laughs> That's the cardiest thing I've ever seen. Is an Oscar for best Tom Hanks performance? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm going Reservoir Dogs probably, but oh man, that's uh, that is uh, maybe I like it. How you brought up how carny it is. It's actually a cool thing, but they didn't use it as to. Further an angle at all, like Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre should have showed up and kicked the shit out of the big dog on the stage. Mm. Didn't happen. Um, 
Yeah, no, I I have nothing really to say about Extreme Rules, but there's been a lot of WWE news or, or just related news. I mean, still, first off, Nicki Minaj has more integrity than the entire WWE by refusing to, or was it Cardi B? Well, you, you know, there was going to be a big concert in Saudi Arabia and either Nicki Minaj or Cardi B refused to do it. I know it wasn't yes. Mariah Carey. It, it was Nicki Minaj. Yes, it was Nicki Minaj. I knew it. But Nicki Minaj is backed out of a big Saudi Arabia performance. You know, but how are they going to bring change? How are they going to bring change if Nicki Minaj doesn't go over there? You can't change the culture if you don't go face face it, you know, head on if you don't go there. <laughs> Yeah. So again, fuck fuck that WWE for doing that. Again, Nicki Minaj is ten times the integrity that you guys but do. What about Paul Heyman's Monday Night Raw? I mean, he had I would uh, the consensus of you internet people is one good week and really really rough uh, week after that. Um, I'm excited for Extreme Rules not because of Paul Heyman but because of. Uh, the, the prospect of Ricochet and AJ Styles getting down, uh, the idea that Bobby Lashley wants to murder Braun Strowman, who's hanging out with George W. Bush. <laughs> I don't know if you uh, saw Did you see that picture? Uh, and, and also, we're going to get The Undertaker and Roman Reigns tagging. I don't care how bad you think The Undertaker looks in the ring. Him standing side by side with the big dog is going to be pretty cool. The graveyard dogs, man. Put it in the books. Hell, that. Hell yeah, the real hounds of hell now. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston, Kofi's greatest challenge yet, I would say. Uh, Extreme Rules should be fun, but the big thing of the Paul Heyman era, I don't know if you know this, Moose the Mark, there has been no fun house for like two or three weeks. Really? I know, like, um, what's-his-face is, like, popping up in the background. Like, the puppets are, like... You yeah, know, they did. I, I mean, I'm not. I guess I didn't notice them the last couple weeks, but the w- first week they did it, I noticed. But I don't know if they have been doing it the last two weeks. If Sabraniacs have caught it, I did not. But I did see Mercy and Ramblin' Rabbit and Abby the Witch hanging around backstage behind some WWE superstars that were look watching TV sideways. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, hey, it it'll be nice if he wrestles if this pro wrestler actually wrestles at some point. You know, I mean, they kept out they kept Alistair to. Black in a fucking closet for three <laughs> three weeks. Well, he just talked very slowly to us. I don't know if they were. Oh yeah, you know, I forgot. That's not even. I don't. I was just on WWE's website. They didn't have it there. Yeah, Alistair Black and versus Cesario. Cesaro went <laughs> into the closet to yeah. A fight with Alistair Black. <laughs> Do you remember when like Vince Russo first started his podcast and he would just always it was, and it this guy Cesario or whatever. <laughs> or oh, whatever. Cesario. <laughs> Cesario and Alistair Black. I like how and oh, you you probably didn't see when Cesaro accepted the the and picked the fight with Alistair Black. He was wearing a full suit. Uh, they were doing a split-screen interview, uh, Alistair Black in the closet, talking to Michael Cole, and uh, it was just a, a chair and a camera on a chair, and then a man in a suit walked in, and you see his waist, and then he sits down, and it's Cesario brand, and he's in a full suit, but was still wearing a mouthpiece. 
Nice. Badass. That's going to be the match of the night. Cesario versus Aleister Black in a pick-a-fight match. Aleister Black coming out of the closet to make his... Is this his singles match WWE pay-per-view debut? I believe so. I <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, former NXT champ. Not looking like he was down in Orlando, which... Moose the Mark, we don't have time to get into it, but holy shit, NXT's got crazy stuff going on right now. It's Change a Name a Mania, and they're calling it the Breakout Tournament. It's a bunch of guys you've seen before at Impact and ROH, but with new names. Highly recommended. Interesting. What's the, what's the best slash worst name change? Ooh, um... I don't. I, oh, the worst is DJ Z is now uh, Joaquin Wild. Oh my God. Uh, ACH is now Jordan Miles, which is like the most generic name since. Yeah, J- he'll just since be. Jason he'll be Jordan. Miles. Yeah. He'll <laughs> just be Miles. Uh, oh, and the the star of the whole tournament so far has been uh, Hector Garza, who's now Angel Garza, which makes sense because he is so beautiful. He is like an angel. He's the guy who rips his pants off in the middle of his matches and then starts just wrestling in underwear. It's really good. Wow, very interesting. Highly recommend that, Moose the Mark. Highly recommend AEW's Fight for the Fallen. If you didn't watch it live, you know they could watch it on replay for free on BR Live. That's a big deal, Moose the Mark. <laughs> Absolutely, JR. Anything we missed from Fight for the Fallen? Oh, boy. Um, Britt Baker's not racist. No, she is not. Um, no, man, I think we covered it all. Like I said, just, you know, just make it snappier. Well, they, they will. They'll get that down. The production. The Dude, takeovers are starting to get long now, too. I don't understand it. Oh. Gravity. Oh, the length of shows? That's not that. Yeah. Well, you got two hours on TNT. That'll be fine. Yeah. They just need to get out there and, and just keep on showing everybody that wins and losses can matter. Time limits are a thing. And young and hungry athletes are going to go out there and they're going to fight for the fallen. And for the, what did you say earlier? Fallen asleep? Yes. Yes. And everybody who's fallen asleep. And if you didn't, thanks for joining us live, Brady X, for... Mil calzones on the unos and doses. Excuse me, the evil unos and doses. For Moose the Mark on the internet gimmicks, a man called Wired on the social media gimmicks, at the Brain Busters on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and Facebook. Vinman on limited dates, jumping Jacob J, who's out playing with fireworks instead of watching all this wrestling tonight, Moose the Mark. Jeez, very dangerous. And Long Allen Ice T. I'm Long Allen Ice T saying, I got to get the hell out of here and watch the 10th anniversary of Evolve because you cannot counter program this.